everybody. Welcome to the Word World Podcast. We have a special appearance today uh, by Ms. Emma. I've done the podcast before. No, I know, but it's <laughs> special because it's not frequent any oh, longer. Yes. Yeah. And who is that other person here? Hi, I'm Dean. <laughs> Hi, Dean. Hi. Nice okay. to see you. Thanks. Dean is going to do a topic this evening for us. What you got, Dean? Today we have the first part of a two-part episode about psychic, I guess psychic powers, I don't know if that's the right word, divination, prophecy, fortune-telling. We think of those things, when we do think of them, as like like a God-given innate a power. Someone has the power of second sight or something like that, right? You either can do it or you can't do it. You have the power or you don't. But is that true? What if we had some device that allowed us to see the future through signs and a system anyone could learn? Luckily, it would be great, wouldn't it? (laughs) So it's really lucky that we do have exactly that. We have tarot and tarot cards. This is the ancient art of seeing into souls and foretelling the future. It can even, some people say, heal illnesses, sicknesses. One practitioner, as a matter of fact, she reported how when her husband had a heart attack, she sat down, did a tarot reading, and the star, the card that came up at a critical point in her tarot reading, it told her, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. My husband's going to live. And it was. Nice. She said, quote, over the years, I have found that the tarot cards have, un- have an uncanny ability to empower you. In her case, they essentially magically let her know that her future was safe. And, of course, we owe this all to who? Who brought us the tarot cards? Where do they come from? Of course, they come from the ancient Egyptians, as so much wisdom that makes sense. does. They devised this kind of paranormal wisdom. But it was the gypsies, now known less racistly as the Romani, who brought this ancient Egyptian practice with them into Europe. That's, that's the, the story, the history of, of tarot. So they were invented in ancient Egypt, and the Romani brought them into Western Europe in the Middle Ages and hence into the Western world. So for centuries, if not millennia, tarot has allowed mediums, or even yourself, to deal a set of cards and tell someone what their future holds. Can people do it for themselves? They absolutely can, mm-hmm. yes. Carrie's hmm. th- <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, she is. So, you, you, you know, why would anyone want to pass up a chance to understand the future and use this power to help us make important life choices? And of course you would. I have a deck of tarot cards right here <laughs> with me right now. We should do that. Turns out we're going to. But cool. in, <laughs> first, let's get to know the tarot. Let's better understand tarot, how to use it, and what they are. Let's just start with the basics. So the modern tarot deck includes 78 cards oh that's a lot of cards yes, are they all is. different they're all different yes holy what do you mean they're, they're all, i mean there's well you'll see so basically you shuffle the deck possibly after cleansing it and then you deal one of many possible spreads then the querent focuses on a question about their future in some ways or some choice they want to make and as you reveal the cards, or a medium or a reader reveals the cards, you interpret those cards, and the truth is told. The person doing 
the reading is called which the reader that makes sense mm-hmm. and you the person asking the questions is called the querent so if oh. you see the signs up on you know when uh, at the strip malls where you have the eyeball and the tarot reader is there her name is usually crystal she is a reader when you come in there and ask her questions wanting to know about what's going to happen in your life you're a querent Okay. Some terminology, throwing out some jargon there for you. <laughs> we'll be using those words a lot, so I'm going to make sure we understand them. First, let's look at the deck. The deck of 78 cards is divided into the major arcana with 22 cards and the minor arcana with 56 cards. Let's get to know the major arcana quite well. Okay, okay. I'm going to go through all of them. You, oh, it's not that hard. I'm just okay. going to tell you. What I'm going to do is say, here's what the, um, he says she can carry his look. She's like, what the, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to tell you what these 22 major arcana cards, and this very briefly is what they kind of signify if they come up in a tarot reading. Okay. okay. So there's the fool. That signifies boundaries and rules and when maybe you should break them. The fool indicates childlike naivete or maybe risk-taking, like new journeys, something okay. like that. And by the way, they, they don't always mean what they, what at first blush you think they mean. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say up front, by the way, I'm giving kind of a general, generalized interpretation. There are lots of different versions of what these cards mean by different people, by different yes. experts and, and experienced tarot readers, just FYI. Well, couldn't each reader make their own interpretation? Uh, more or less. Yes, okay. but these are the kind of what, what I'm saying here in interpretation for these major arcana and later for the suits is the most general that I, from right. all I've read, the most uh, universal. Okay, doke. There's the magician that represents our hopes and dreams and how to turn them into what we want. There's the high priestess. She represents stillness to retreat inward and, and kind of figure things out because they're not always exactly what they might seem. The, priest, the high priestess is kind of saying, follow your gut. Okay. The emperor, naturally, that represents power, security, leadership, but also could represent obstinance or a desire to win above all else. It's all about authority and control. The empress is more nurturing. It's about community, compassion. So when the empress card is drawn, you think about those kinds of things. She represents boundaries and when to stay within them, but also when to let ourselves say yes. Nice. That's the empress. (laughs) I've heard of that card. The Hierophant, you may not have heard of because it's a weird, it's kind of a priest, basically it's a priest figure. The Hierophant could have easily be called the priest, I guess. But the Hierophant is, it's called the Hierophant because that's way more esoteric. It sounds cooler. Yeah, it does sound pretty cool. The Hierophant kind of is sternness or following tradition, sticking to the plan. There's the lovers. By the way, they're always <laughs> a male and a female. A little bit, I don't know, that needs to be updated perhaps. Is you don't think there's any decks where it's not You know what? Female? There probably is by now, but in probably. most standard decks, there the, yeah. are not. I, I have my deck right now, I believe, is the, oh God, what's it called? It's the, the, the most common deck is the um, Rider Weight deck or something like that. Mm. It, name for the person who, who did the drawings, I guess. The lovers are all about what love. they sound like. <laughs> Sex and lust, both, both in terms of love, but this could also be in terms of destructive ways. Mm. And they can indicate the need for harmony and making an important decision along these lines. The chariot, that's about options, about choices. Not sure why. The need to make a decision to find a solution for your problem. That's the chariot. There's strength. That's about power, that card, but also maybe about generosity as well. Mm-hmm. There's the hermit. The hermit says to reach inside yourself for wisdom, self-discovery, and growth. Quiet reflection. 
when the hermit card comes up. The Wheel of Fortune, that's pretty obvious, reminds us that the future is often left to chance, that our best laid plans can come undone. There's things like fate and karma, but sometimes the Wheel of Fortune can be an omen of good. Hmm. Justice, it's about balance. Justice reminds us not covet control over others. It's about maybe diplomacy and, and fairness. The hanged man, that scares a lot of people. Yeah. Because he's upside yeah. down, he's hanging, but he's not like hanging out a noose. He's hanging upside down, usually with his knee kind of weirdly akimbo. That's oh, the hangman. Akimbo, huh? Uh, I think so. Maybe it's not akimbo. It's actually like a V shape. Akimbo. <laughs> it may not be akimbo. I'm not sure. It's not as scary as it sounds, though. It's about caution to be present, to learn, to regroup, to have courage in the face of adversity, have patience, and possibly surrender to something bigger than yourself. Mm. And again, there's lots of interpretations. Death. Death sounds scary, doesn't it? Yeah. And every yeah. time you see the death card polls, like, ah, in the TV show, something like that. It's about endings and beginnings, though, more generally. Yeah. Removals, sometimes even the removals of our obstacles. It's oh. about transformations more than it is just, you know, the end of something, the for sure end of something. Well, heck. But I feel like it also should be scarier. Death doesn't And mean some bad. people do. No, it doesn't. And some people do interpret But some people do yeah. interpret it in the more, you know, oh, shit, you're going to die. Sorry. I mean, every Sweet. reading is different. Yeah. Hmm. temperance temperance is naturally about patience about taking your time about something being measured doing your diligence persevering stop drinking again <laughs> stop no, drinking not, in this case no oh no never but, that no that's that's going too far okay. <laughs> that's how i would interpret it if well, i you, was doing the tarot reading you, know, good thing you would be not, wrong good thing you're not a tarot reader <laughs> devil the devil car that's about turmoil inner turmoil suffering but there's also the hope you can turn it around is maybe it indicates you're being trapped, you're being pulled down. But if you know this, so it's not a good thing, but if you know this, though, maybe you can escape it. Maybe you can turn it around. Yeah. If you're an alcoholic, then... Jesus. Okay, okay. <laughs> Your focus is a little bit you get, specific You get here. that card with the temperance card, That's, and no. okay. we know what you got to do. I suppose. There's the tower. Tower is about chaos and drama. Dismantling something, but also possibly building it up. Hmm. There's the star, like that woman pulled. And that, that's a turning point. It typically implies an improved situation, but it tells you to be honest with yourself and accept that challenge. It's about hope and self-healing. The moon. There's the moon and the sun. The moon really is kind of a bad card. It's about change, but usually the connotation is that it's an eerie change. It sometimes can leave us reeling. It's a warning to pay attention to signs because something might be happening in the shadows or something like that. It's the first one that's even vaguely negative. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It is a little bit. The sun, and again, there, there are more negative. Most of these are coming from a, a couple of websites that do kind of have a sort of an optimistic look at tarot. Because, kind of, you know, there's more positive way right. you can sell tarot. And this, these meanings are the more positive way. There are some more negative ways you can interpret yeah. this. The sun is about power and self-understanding. Reminds us what we can achieve. It can indicate success is on the way. The last two are judgment and world. Judgment is about events that are unfolding outside your control. So you ask yourself, Okay, what am I doing? Is it right? Something fateful is coming. I better be careful. The world is a little more, it's positive. It's, it recalls us to our power. It tells us to make a major life choice. Everything has been leading to this choice, and it's time to make that choice. Okay. So those are the 22 major arcana. Those give us the big, big picture. Some tarot readers believe if a card is revealed reversed, 
that is upside down, it counters the normal, normal meaning. So I think they mean, now, I'm not 100% positive, but if you're doing a self-tarot, obviously, if it's upside down, that means the reverse. But if you're doing a, a reading, a reader is, has a querent, I think, not 100% sure, it indicates where it is, its orientation to the reader, I think. If, if you're a tarot reader and, that's, and I'm wrong, tell me. Hmm. But I, don't know the I think it is. So, for instance, the Queen of Cups might tell us something about nurturing and, and emotional security. But if you flip the Queen of Cups upside down, it could be a negation of that or an obstacle to that, something like that. I am going to go, when I do a reading with Emma here, we're going to just do the traditional one. This is hard enough how it is. Do tarot, it's not easy. Yeah. It's not. It's do a lot tarot harder. readers have like a little cheat sheet where they can look um, at it on the um, side? Some might. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because, so right I mean, how do you remember <laughs> the, um, all these things? You, you Experience. Experience. But you do have cheat sheets. I'm, when you I do the tarot reading with Emma, obviously, I'm going to use a cheat sheet. I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not an experienced tarot reader. I have actually I several deck. friends, and I know several people that have decks and are trying to learn and stuff and it's not easy and mm. you have a lot to learn and a lot it a lot to interpret and it's like kind of telling a story it is because like I, one yeah. card isn't going to just inherently mean the same thing because if you know you're pulling several cards right to yeah. make a story and i see a lot of people like they'll shuffle the cards and while they're shuffling like certain cards will just pop out and that's how they pull cards from a deck really yeah they'll shuffle it and they'll continue shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. I don't know how many cards you pull when you do a reading. Depends. But they'll shuffle, shuffle, and like cards will quote unquote jump out. Mm -hmm. And that's, oh, okay, well, this is the one they wanted to come out. So this is okay. the answer type of. The, hmm. cards tell them, the cards tell you yes. when they're coming out. Sure. Each of the major arcana cards represents some version of the future or some guidance, how you should act. So used correctly, they, they, as Emma said, they kind of tell a story of your life and they show you the best path forward. Their proper interpretation provides these answers. But the real power of tarot, a lot of people say, is how it allows you to, quote, tap into your intuition and your wisdom to guide your future is sort of a, of a give and take. Mm -hmm. The major arcana, I'm sorry, the minor arcana includes 56 cards in four suits. So there's the ace, and there's one through ten, and then there's four court cards Page, knight, queen, and king. So those latter four cards are similar to the higher playing cards, the face cards in a normal yeah. poker deck, whatever, a, a card deck. They're called the court, four of them together. The minor arcana are, again, so very much like a regular playing deck, but they have one more face card. That's why they have 56 total. Got it? Yeah, and what do they do? The suits that they have are, I, I think, the main way to interpret the minor arcana. You can interpret each and every individual minor arcana in a different way. We're not going to do that again because it's, it's just too complicated what yeah. we're doing here. But they, they kind of give the nuance, the daily life questions, whereas the major arcana give the big picture of where we're heading in, in that reading. Got it. So that makes sense? Mm -hmm. The four suits are, are important for all of the minor arcana. They are the wands, cups, swords, and pentacles. Pentacles are usually drawn as like a I star. I have heard that word. The pentacle? Yes. Yeah. It's a star, basically, or at least that's how they're represented. Swords looks like a sword. Cups looks like a cups. Wands are like long stick. They don't think of a, of a Harry Potter wand. They usually <laughs> yeah. represented much long, like almost like looked more like an old fashioned stave. Mm. Um, Interesting. Big, a big pointy, not a pointy weapon, but a big wooden weapon, a long okay. weapon. Sure, everyone knows what a stave Sorry, is. Sorry, I used the word stave, and Carrie gave me a look. 
So minor kind of, again, they, they relate to your day-to-day challenges. They give some nuance. Each of these suits controls some action, a part of life. So the wands, that's, they're about action, passion, initiative, invention. Okay, those are the wands. Mm-hmm. The cups are about emotions. Also intuition and uh, relationships. Those are your cups. Swords are about challenges and about conflict, which kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. They also, though, can be associated with the intellect. And then finally, the pentacles, that's about work, money, domestic life, a little more mundane, but still important, especially the money part. Mm-hmm. The court cards also carry implications as well, individually. So there's the pages. Remember the page? That's the lowest member of the court. That's about youth and vigor, discovery and newness, I guess. It's about opportunity and maybe looking at some new ventures. For so, for instance, uh, the Page of Cups might represent a new relationship or a new emotional feeling because you combine those two things, the suit and the, the role of the page, into one. For wands, it might be a new idea, a new endeavor, something like that. Swords might be a new conflict. And the Page of Pentacles might be the new pursuit. Maybe you're, you should go get a new job or do something that new that makes money, something like that. The Knight symbolizes action and journeys, but of a more mature nature than pages. Otherwise, it's just a step up from the page. Still, they're kind of young and they can make mistakes. The knight might represent excessiveness or extremes, perhaps. The knight and page are kind of similar. The queen represents feminine power. The full feminine spirit, feelings, emotion, sentiment. That's the queen. The king, Hmm. finally, is naturally authority, power, Results-oriented, disciplined, worldliness. It's just about getting things done and also about achievement. Okay? I'm not saying these aren't sexist because they yeah. clearly are. <laughs> I'm not but, pleased with the gender stereotypes. No, no, <laughs> Carrie's not. Again, you should see Carrie's face. I wish you guys could see Carrie's face. <laughs> She's like, hmm. She's grumbling over here. There are, again, ready-made interpretations for each and every of the 78 cards, all of them. We're going to kind of not do that because it sounds more fun. A lot of tarot readers say, you know what? Follow your intuition, focus on the card, and let it feel how you feel. That's a way more fun than le- learning 78 very specific <laughs> interpretations. Sure. Yeah, and that's kind of the point yeah. of tarot yeah. is intuition. Most stuff surrounding that mm-hmm. is very intuition-based. So that's why it's everybody's different. You do what you feel. Yeah, that's, that's critical. You do hear that a lot in the tarot websites and books and things like that. Mm-hmm. So you're ready for a tarot reading. Sure. sure. Let's get the mechanics right first. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna sell oh, that to no. you. We're not doing the tarot reading for a little bit. Um, <laughs> oh man, we gotta learn the you have to, how we're gonna go right into it. No, no, no. We gotta talk about well, spreads. We don't have baby. to learn it. You gotta learn it. No, our readers have to, our readers oh. our <laughs> listeners have to learn it. <laughs> oh, okay. so here's the mechanics of doing a tarot reading. First, you need to make sure your cards are clean that they've been cleansed. Yes. I didn't know that. That's a big part of it. If they have not been cleansed, you better cleanse them. Did you cleanse your cards? Uh, I will. Oh. oh. Trust me. It's not hard. So how do you know if your tarot cards are, I guess, dirty? I don't know if that's the right word. And they need a good cleansing. How do you know this? Well, here are some reasons. If someone else has used them. <gasps> yeah. Duh. Yeah. That's kind of obvious, yeah. right? When you first get them. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. If you have traveled with your cards. So you take oh, them on a plane I or something like that. You better cleanse them. Or if they just don't feel right to you. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? 
I better clean these because I'm not feeling it. Here's my favorite reason to uh, you need to clean your cars, though. You should clean your cars when you pick them up for a new reading. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? That means we <laughs> always have to clean them. I swear to God, the yeah, thing I that, read saved that for last. Yeah, I'm thinking, pretty come encompassing. on. So you have to clean your deck every goddamn time. So I, hmm. I have not heard that. Cut to the chase, bro. Well, this guy was, he just pissed me off. I'm serious. He had like, like nine things. And then the end was like, you know what? Whenever you pick him up to read it. How will you just do? Telekinetically? Just say that. Damn him. So fortunately, there are a shit ton of ways to clean your tarot deck. Some of these include crystals, smoke, salt, sunlight, moonlight, knocking on them. Oh, that's a good one. Visualization. And I like sound. Do you like visualization? <laughs> visualization? Did I say that right? The second time, yeah. yeah. Or a third. And let's not forget sound. So, and also maybe, hey, wait, what a second. Did I just say sound? I did say sound. So you can use sound to clean your cards. One tarot reader said, quote, bells tend to be popular sound cleansing tools with witches. <laughs> Adding <laughs> singing bowls, music, or even your own voice can work too. I want a singing bowl. <laughs> Do you want a singing bowl? Yes. Uh, we should get one so we can use it to clean my tarot deck. But you know Some what? Some are very expensive. Singing bowls, really? Yeah. Well, I would rather have my own voice. Should clean. I was, I was going to say, can you sing to them? You know what? Maybe. Carrie, do that. Well, no. Oh, damn it. My favorite cleansing method, though, is shuffling. You already fucking told us that we have to shuffle the deck before we do a reading. Now you're telling us. That shuffling cleanses them. That seems like a that feels like a twofer yeah. to me. So again, cut to the chase. Tell us to self shuffle the deck, and they're automatically cleansed. Well, you Damn know, it. maybe some people want to triple cleanse their deck. I suppose, and they, use some... and they gotta shuffle it and sing to it and put it in the moonlight. Still, if we did the shuffling and they really are cleansed that way, we don't need the smoke, we don't need the salt or the sunlight or the sound, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's going to use their own intuition. Uh-huh. Do you want to know another way to clean a deck? Breathe on them. Oh, that doesn't seem very cleansing to me. No, but it seems really easy and quick. Heavy sigh. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they really bury the lead in these things. I mean, you don't need to talk to me about smoke and crystals and shit like that. If you can breathe on them, tap them, or shuffle them, because you have to shuffle them anyway. Yeah, I'll bet, I'll bet it's highly individual. I suppose. And people have their own preference for how they cleanse their cards. I am going to cleanse them with a combination of sound, knocking, and shuffling. Triple Most cleanse, baby. Most common are crystals, smoke, and sunlight. Really? Yes. Well, they're kind of in the sunlight right now. Like, so. like sage, burning sage. Sure. Sage, yeah. sage does almost everything. Yes. Crystals. There's nothing sage Because obviously like tarot and crystals kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And sunlight. And let's not forget olive wood from the Holy Land. It's hugely important. I don't know. Trust I don't know. A call back to something from you that. You didn't list that one, so I don't think it That's would That's a Never mind. Yeah. <sighs> you guys are so literal. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shut- you can't just make up your own cleansing ritual for I'll the tarot you it cards. I, I'm pretty sure you could. <laughs> it turns out. I'm, in fact, I'm positive because I think most of those were made up um, by someone at some point. Well, well obviously. Sure. Okay, then. Then I, then I can too. Why can't I? I think I, I don't think you've reached that level I of think, experience I feel like I have. I'm, I'm not a wizard, a sorcerer. No, okay. you're probably not even an apprentice yet. Probably not. I'm not even a page. Nope. nope. Damn it. Shuffling the cards <laughs> before dealing them also has the added bonus of imprinting your energy on the deck. That's critical. It's yeah. super important to fully understanding the recession that you're going to have. It's you, the querent, remember, who is seeking the answers 
So whether that's through a medium or you do it yourself. So you have to consider the questions or the topics that you're going to explore. You think really hard, what do I want to know? What answers am I seeking? And now you let the deck know that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so imprint that on the deck. That's, that's important. Then we finally get to the spread. The spread is basically how you deal the tarot cards. Right you know, on the table, right? This can be as simple as a single card, by the way. Or it can be very complicated patterns like the Celtic Cross or the 21-card Romani spread, which feels like it would take all night to do that. You have three rows of seven. But more on spreads in just a minute before we actually do one here. All right, and we'll talk about some of those spreads in a minute too. But So you're ready to deal, deal cards. Remember, you deal them face down because you have to dramatically flip each card over in succession, be breath held, hoping to see like the devil or death or something if you want to have any fun. And then when you, as, you, as you flip them, you start, you know, you work with the querent to understand what that card means. Mm-hmm. And that leads you to an answer. It's, it's simple, right? I think the, the, the method you use for your spread depends on how much the querent is paying. Probably true. Yes, you're right. Yeah. They're paying top I charge dollar. way more for yeah. a 21 card spread than yeah. a three card 50 cents spread. I do a one carder. Yeah. Probably even free. Mm-hmm. Give, it, give it away. Like you come, if someone comes in for a reading and their friend's like with them, say, you know what? I'll deal one card for the friend, free of charge. Yeah. So quick recap, the major arcana tell us the big picture, the big influences, the big answers, the minor arcana fill in the details, the four suits tell us how we should interpret the major arcana, what part of life is in play, wands, creativity, swords about the intellect and conflict, pentacles about money and daily life, cups are about emotion. Got it? Yes. Okay. Is there going to be a pop quiz or something? <laughs> you better know. You know what? There might be. Oh, God. Don't be surprised. Multiple choice at the end, hopefully. So now you've shuffled, cleansed your cards and focusing on your question while doing that. It could be about a relationship, about some opportunity, some problem, well, if whatever. if you don't have a question, you can't get a tarot what, card reading without a question? What the fuck are you doing in the tarot card reading place if you don't have a question? You better, yeah, ha- you you better come with a question. question. Hi, I'm just... That's I know, I know. my question. Do I'm, I have to have a question? Well, of course don't you do. jump we, down my throat, you go you to a tarot card and say, I'm just killing time. Yeah. Like, no, oh no. You go with an intention. You go come with on, an answer you're seeking. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you can... Yeah, what's that? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> A phone made a little chimey noise. Don't ever do that again. It was probably to cleanse your cards. Maybe. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Because, I mean, I'm sure you, I'm not an expert. I'm sure you can go kind of open-ended, but it kind of helps to go off something. It does. You want to have some kind of, something you're focusing on, something you want an answer to. It can be just, why am I anxious? It could be fairly simple, something like that. It can be super vague. It's wide open. Tarot can do it at all. Okay. Yeah. So now... You state your question out loud before the tarot reader has dealt the cards, and the reader thinks on that with you, silently, I imagine. <laughs> Maybe the, the uh, reader focuses their own energy on the deck, and then they deal. Now we get to the spread. There are some basic spreads. There's the three-card spread, five-card pentagram spread. There's the five-card cross spread. There's even a spread called the seven-card horseshoe-shaped. There's also the more complicated Celtic cross uh, spread that I mentioned, and there's a ton of others. There's lots and lots of different spreads. There's some structure though. There's some norms. Say you use a three-card spread, right? And you want to know about some change in your life that's upcoming. Card one represents what you can do to affect this change. This is one interpretation. I'll get to another in a second. Card two offers direction on this process, and then card three guides you through this change, gives you a final answer. 
But uh, maybe even more commonly, very common is, a th- is for the three-card spread is to say card one tells us something about your past, card two tells us something about the present, and card three tells us something about your future. Mm. So there's even different ways there. I like that. We'll, that, we'll probably do that. R, let's take a, sh- a seven-card horseshoe spread. I'm just, I'm just, we're not going to do one of these when we do a reading, but this, these are more complicated. You deal the cards in a, in a U-shaped pattern, and then you start reading them from left to right. So you have kind of you know, a U or sort of V-shaped horseshoe spread, right? Mm-hmm. Three kind of on the left, moving toward the middle, one focus on, on, on the bottom, and then three out to the right more. Card one, upper left, tells us about past influences. Card two, about present issues. Card three, about future developments. Card four has the reader give advice to the querent. Card five is how people around this issue might affect the querent's decisions and actions. And card six is about obstacles or hidden influences. And then finally, card seven tells us the best action to resolve the issue. That would be how you interpret in a seven-card horseshoe spread. Mm -hmm. The spread you use can even influence your reading. For instance, one source said that in a pentagram spread, which has kind of this historic association with witchcraft or, or paganism or something like that, yeah, they said that shape of that might mean that we should interpret the four points of the card. So, that, so a pentagram spread is basically one in the middle and then four on top and bottom, and around it, top, uh, left and right, top, bottom. And so that spread says you should interpret them, the four around the middle one, as earth, air, fire, and water. That is the four elements in some fashion, and then that mm-hmm. middle card should be interpreted in the sense of spirit, which is sometimes called the fifth element, at least according to this terror website, which would never make up something like that, right? <laughs> I've never heard that be called the fifth <laughs> element, but I'll take their word for it. So the three rows, by the way, I'll do one more, then we'll do, we'll talk about the Celtic cross. The Romani spread has three rows, and, and basically you have seven cards, and the top seven are about the past, the middle seven about the present, and the bottom seven about the future. That just seems like overkill to me. Yeah. But if you want to do it, go for it. If you got 200 bucks, sure. That's, <laughs> fun. That's how much I'll charge. Oh, okay. Carrie's going to business, man. <laughs> the Celtic cross is interesting. It's a 10-card spread. It has six cards in a cross-like shape on the left and four cards vertically on the right. And there's different ways to number these cards, but it basically... The first card is about theme. The second about the main obstacle you face. The third card, which is beneath the cross, is the foundation. About the past, maybe. The fourth card to the left of the cross is about some recent event. The fifth card about potential. And the sixth card reveals some part of the future. And then the four cards, seven through ten on the right, also indicate their own individual things. Seven, the card seven indicates the querent's attitude. attitude our experience with the theme. The eighth is about the external environment. I know I'm going too fast. And the ninth about the querent's hopes or fears. And the tenth is the most probable outcome. I just, I'm just doing that to show you we're not going to do one of those complicated spreads because yeah. A, we don't have time. B, I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And, but it'll, it'll you know give you an idea. There are even single card readings, as I mentioned, though. There are spreads for love, which, by the way, was a great indie rock band, as, as you might recall. I think Carrie went to their concert. <laughs> There are spreads for specific objects, like objectives, like mental healing. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do a spread for mental healing. There's an astrological spread where each the, card represents uh, yeah. a zodiacal sign. Is that a word? Zodiacal? How do you pronounce that? Oh, zodiacal. That's what you said. Zodiacal? I don't know. I'm not sure. How you I didn't that. know what you were saying. It's super honest. cool. I hope it is a word. It should be. If it's not a word, let's make it a word. Yeah. And, and the, so you interpret each card 
like one of the 12 zodiac signs mm-hmm. and what they like this is virgo and it's about emotions Sagittarius is about balance etc so I, I, you know what go ahead and make up one yourself because it'll be just as valid as all of this there's no reason you can't so let's put our knowledge into practice let's do a tarot reading first up Emma and I are going to do a three-card spread. Now, I'm not going to use my knowledge of Emma's world to <laughs> cheat on this, mostly because I don't really know much about her. <laughs> and also because that'd be cheating. You know nothing of her life. I don't know nothing, nothing of, her life. of um, my work. We're going to do a three-card spread. So let's just do the past, present, and future. Okay. How's that? Left card, past, middle card, Who's present. left, yours or hers? Oh, mine. Yours, yeah. Yeah, I think it's always the reader, I think. I'm not 100% positive. I would either. beg to differ. It should be, well... I think it should be the querents, but <laughs> okay. Karen's just causing problems. <laughs> I don't know what it means. Being really contradicting today. So remember, we were, uh, well, we, we know we'll, we'll go along, but um, the five card spread we can do also. Maybe we'll do a quick five card spread too. This shouldn't take that long. When we do the, well, I'll get to the five card spread in in a second. So let's first do. I'm, I'm shuff, I've shuffled a hell out of these, by the way. He did because I was in the next room. Yes. <laughs> they're hard to shuffle, by the way, as I found out the hard way. Because mm-hmm. they're pretty thick cars. They're yeah. pretty sturdy cars. So they're not, you can't riffle shuffle them. No, It's also 78. Yeah. And they're new. New cards are they're always brand new. Yeah, super you're right. stiff. They're, um, they're pretty cool, though. Okay. So now. <laughs> cut <laughs> cards. I'm having the reader, Emma, cut the cards. Cut the cards. What, how, what, oh. You know how to cut cards? No. You need to go to Vegas. <laughs> How do you cut cards? This is a, a, a normal life experience that Emma, as a 20 hey, something year old, has. We ne- played poker with you guys as kids. Yes. You don't hey, remember playing poker? No. Cut the cards is just you pick them up somewhere oh. and then you put the bottom, the part you picked up, you put it underneath the other ones. Wait, I have to tell people what she did. What? She's like, get a karate <laughs> chop. <laughs> <laughs> she's the cr- side of her hand <laughs> ready what? to chop, chop, chop. I don't think the side of your hand is sharp enough to cut through I, 78 no. sturdy cards okay. here. I thought maybe I was supposed to like transfer energy or some shit. Nope, nope, nope. You just, you literally just pick up some portion of them. Okay. And then put that down and I'll put the bottom on top of the top. That way, the reason you do that in poker and stuff like that is so the dealer can't cheat. Is oh, the idea. okay. So let's do a simple three-card spread. I'm going to deal from the top. I'm not going to just have them followed of their own volition because I don't know how to do that. So there's our first card, second card, third card. Now for you, the listeners, by the way, this is good, good audio here. <laughs> let's first <laughs> pop open, pop up the first card. Are you ready? It is the upside down <gasps> nine of cups. So we go to our handy cheat sheet. What does cups do? Cups are about emotions, emotions. intuitions, See? relationships, things that. like that. And Carrie is passing the test so far. <laughs> so, Cups, uh, Emma, you thought yeah. about your question. Is this <sighs> past? Pardon? Is this in the past? Yes, this is in okay. the past. So, um, let me ask, let me try. I'm I, the reader. I'm now going to try to and figure out what that means for Emma, specifically okay. as a tarot reader would do. Again, I'm not yes. very experienced with this. I'll give it my best shot. So, she's not supposed to ask a question? No, I'm going to figure out with her. She has the question in her mind. You oh. can ask the question before. In fact, in fact, let's start over. <laughs> I I'm forgot cut. to think of a question. For, yes, because I'm not saying that we forgot to think of a question, but I feel like we forgot to think of a I question. I did forget to think of a question. See, as again, I'm not that experienced. So uh, cut the cards again. And wait, as you're thinking about it, as you're cutting the cards, imprint on them the energy and the question. Think about your question. Okay. Yeah. Now cut the cards. And now tell me and the deck... Your, your question. What do you want to know about? Out loud? Yeah. What career path 
am I going to take? Good one. Or good one. should take, you good know, one. something like that. That is a good question. Thank so that's you. a good question. Okay, career path. They're thinking about your career. Okay. All right. Then you can do me next. Okay. <laughs> Mom wants to know what career. Tell me what my career path should be. Okay, uh, our first card is. <gasps> But it's a major arcana. It is justice. What did justice mean? I'm going to tell you now, which I remember and know. Carrie? Yeah, is it balance? Balance. God, Carrie's oh good at that. Carrie God. should be a reader of tarot. It's about I pay balance. Attention. Reminds <laughs> us not to covet control over others. It's about diplomacy and fairness. So oh. let's think about that. Are you, I'm trying to think, are you thinking about something where, are you considering to possible alternatives or more than two alternatives i feel like are you thinking something in the world of the service sector anything like that is that what you're thinking about are you thinking i feel i'm, I'm getting i'm getting what does s mean to you does s mean anything to you no uh, <laughs> the letter s think harder the letter s anything that that when i say s what comes to mind first uh, my boyfriend's name. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. That's interesting. Does your boyfriend have any, will he have any influence on your future career choices? He could, yeah. We could go into similar hmm. careers. We have similar goals hmm. when it comes to our careers. I feel like he may then have some say, but will, do you think that means he'll bring balance to your decision? Or are you going to have to battle him? And bring balance to this to your decision. No, probably won't battle him. Okay. okay. We're pretty uh on the same page when it comes to career. Are you? I feel like you might be anxious about something. I feel, are you sometimes? <laughs> are you sometimes? Do you, do you instill or show a lot of outward confidence? But sometimes you can feel pretty anxious. Is oh that, yeah. Is that, is that true? Yeah, about that you? is actually very true about me. Interesting. As someone who's that? never met his daughter, and you can possibly have known that. <laughs> I don't know anything about you. I think it's time for the second card, which okay. indicates the present. Cool. It is. Well, we got a cup again with the six of cups and oh. carry cups. Tell us about emotions, emotions, intuition. intuition, relationships. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting. Then that ties back in with again, S meant your boyfriend, as I just know it, and I did not know that. <laughs> Which, um, and, and now we're thinking about relationships and emotion, like as cups tell us. I'm wondering. Have mm. you, have you or anyone you know suffer re recently? Somewhere maybe in this area, the middle, the torso, anything, any kind of suffering. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that. I'm feeling there may have been some kind of a, of a bad reaction to something, anything like that along the way. Um, what do you mean by that? Or maybe it's the heart, an emotional. It reaction. could. That's what I'm. That's it maybe what I'm be. getting. Could be an emotional. Okay. Okay. I feel like the stars are lining up for this. Okay. Remember, trust well, your intuition. Mm -hmm. Your gut is the path to the truth. That one seemed I like agree. a dud to me. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think you uncovered anything in that one. Well, okay. We have one more left. That's the <laughs> but present. the story hasn't been done. The story's okay. not whole, okay. It's third card. Third card tells us. Future. Future. <gasps> wands. It's the three of wands. Three of Carrie, wands. what does the wands tell us? The wands. Wands. <laughs> Carrie's got, got, literally got her hand raised. Go She's ahead. just jutting her finger up in the air. Go ahead. To make me remember, I don't remember. Action, passion, in initiative, invention. Oh. So this is telling you that you're going to have an opportunity presented to you sometime in the future. Awesome. You need to take advantage of that opportunity. However, okay. I think you should also seek balance from your emotionally important other before you make that decision. Great. Don't and just jump in headfirst without 
thinking That's with what I'm my saying. heart. Mm-hmm. 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 I can do that. So to recap, I was able <laughs> to tell that her boyfriend S had uh, <laughs> an impact on the balance and that she was going to make a decision with him in balance and it was going to be an emotionally balanced decision. And then I'm able to, to look at her future and tell her that she is going to have something very important come her way, but that she needs to balance that with her emotional insight. So none of this helped her answer her question at all. Carrie, well, it's the future. I think it did. Yeah, Because absolutely if did. my question was about career, then my boyfriend being involved in that makes sense because we want to go down similar career paths. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. there might be some sort of opportunity that arises for me but I will need his guidance to balance that decision. What she just said recaps exactly what it could I be was a able job. to guide her It could to be this. a job offer. It could be a, yeah. that requires me to move or requires mm-hmm. me to do something, and I'll need balance or help in that decision from S. Okay. That's, so, what, I, that's what I gathered from it. That's, I think that's a very good gather. Thank you. We're going to do, <laughs> do a carry now. We're going to do a five-card spread. <gasps> you get five? With me? Yes. The five-card spread is just so you have three across and you have one on top and one on the bottom. The three across are the same. Those are the first ones you flip over, past, present, future. The one on the top, there's various ways to interpret the five-card spread. We're going to do the one on the top. Let's say that the card above the three-card row is to clarify the situation, right? And the mm-hmm. bottom card is to establish an outcome, all right? Okay. Uh, or as one website about tarot put it, quote, the bottom card can reveal a core reason for the circumstances as they exist. So, does that make sense? Let's mm-hmm. pretend it does. Ready? Now comes the five card. Carrie, can you cut the cards through Emma? Cut the cards for good, me, Emma. Good. But, but, okay, wait, 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 wait. Are you thinking about your question and are oh. you imprinted it on the deck? Um, oh, boy. And please put your phone down. <laughs> Do I have a question? You should. Again, you're, the, you're very anti-question. This is, this is, <laughs> I feel like this may... Just um, think of anything. It could be it could be something light. It doesn't have to be like something that's it could be something super chill and sure, easy. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. Think about it. Emma's gonna cut the cards for you, psychically, through you. Now, tell us your question, Carrie. I don't really <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um Just pretend you do. You're I know, serious. but I gotta but then I gotta come up with one. Okay. We're cutting this out. Come on. I know. Carrie, think of a question. Okay, got one. Okay. Carrie, what's your question? Um, should I go visit my mom real soon because I haven't seen her in a really long time? Aww, that's a good one, that's Carrie. A good question, all right, all right. Let's deal. There's our first three. We're going to put one on top, one below. Now, we are going to reveal Carrie's first card, which is going to have something to do with the past. <gasps> It is the Ace of Swords. What does swords tell us, Carrie? Conflict. That's about conflict. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <sighs> it's the past, Carrie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like there's been conflict with your mom in the past. Have you had conflict with your no. mom in the past? Think harder. Has there ever been a time where you felt like maybe she didn't trust you or didn't believe you about something? <laughs> No. Hmm. I, I think I feel like you're resisting. I know I where the conflict is been. in regards to my question. Okay. What? I know where the conflict is okay. in regards to what my question is. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Hold on to I'm, that. I'm 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 feeling the letter D. What does D mean to you in this context? 
<laughs> does D mean anything to you in this yes, context? Yes, it does. What does that mean? Fact, what does that it's mean? My husband. <laughs> you have a husband? <laughs> oh, goodness. We'll call him D for purposes okay. of right. the podcast. Right. Right. Stay anonymous. So this maybe <laughs> is this conflict between D and your mother? No. Mm, it's just conflict just with D. It's with D and trying to schedule a trip to see my mother. Interesting. So in the past, you've had difficulties with D in terms of scheduling. Yes. So I feel like you've had difficulties in the past in terms of scheduling with this D person. Yes. Is that right? Is <laughs> that true? Exactly is that fair to say? Right. Interesting. Okay. Let's do the second card. <gasps> it is the nine of pentacles. Ooh. Pentacles, Carrie. That's it's about work, stars. money, yep. domestic life. Yes. Interesting. Oh, That's the present. I feel like this conflict has something to do with domestic life. Domestic life. Yeah, yeah, you have a lot of domestic duties. I do. And is that is that something that's stopping you from doing this, visiting your mother? Yes, as a matter of fact, I it feel is. like domestic duties are holding you back <laughs> in terms of your goals. Here. <laughs> One stupid, specific domestic duty in particular. Okay. <gasps> Not even sure what that is. Now, here's the future. You don't know what that is? No. The future is the Ten of Wands. Oh. Is Wands again, Karen? Um, Just go do it. It's about action, passion, initiative. The Wands maybe tell you Uh, that you should... Just go. Just do something. Well, hold on. Hold on. Because we haven't got... No, really, we haven't got the fifth card. Forget about my domestic duties. Remember, the fifth card is is going to reveal a core reason for the circumstances circumstances as they exist, according to one tarot reader. And that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So now, go to card four, which I think is not here. That is... Swords again. There's conflict. That may oh. mean a resumption of conflict. As we talked about, we want a clarity. The fourth card is going to tell us clarity. I think the fourth card is telling us that their conflict in this endeavor of yours is probably pretty certain that there's going to be some conflict. Do you feel like there's going to be some conflict in no. this endeavor? You don't, do you? Well, you know, maybe a, a little bit. This might be telling you that there's more than you realize. You might not understand the level of conflict is what this card is telling you, I think. Oh, I wow. There better not be is what oh, I think. There might be that. <laughs> Now we get, and this is obviously a sped up version of what would really be happening. <laughs> the fifth and final card, <gasps> the Queen of Pentacles. What? Remember what Pentacles mean? Yes. What do Pentacles mean? Money, Money job, domestic, job, domestic life. And how does the Queen tie The Queen that? is nurturing. The Queen means that maybe you really need to think about nurturing your domestic life. <laughs> oh my God. Possibly Christ that's more dead. important than? There's no question. I'm just throwing that out there. That's what I feel the cars are telling us here. No, I think the Queen of Pentacles mm, is representing my mother. So who's doing the who reading? Who was here? the queen of nurturing who's, of me who's, my who's entire doing the reading, life Carrie? to bring who's, who's me to doing? this point and that I should is probably honor her. Is that yeah. what you feel? Yeah, okay. that's what I Well, you take right. away from the reading yes, what me. you okay. receive. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. So I feel like you're going to come to a decision about visiting your mother, it's going to involve conflict, but ultimately <laughs> it will be a decision that helps you nurture your domestic life. That's that's my, I feel that that's what the future holds for you. Yeah. I mean, seeing your mother could nurture your domestic life. Yeah. It could. It could. Because or it could be ruinous to your domestic life as well. <laughs> that's, you never know. Um That was fun. That was fun. So that's, that's a tip. Those are some readings. Again, that's, we're not professionals. I do know these people I'm here with, with, but um, <laughs> yes. What I did was I demonstrated a few things, a little bit, and I thought we actually did it. Uh, there's, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll actually get into that in part two. 
of uh, the tarot reading cards. So part Emma one didn't here, know she had to be here next week also. <laughs> she's going to have to be. Part one was we, we talked about what a tarot cards were, the mechanics, what they mean, how they can be interpreted, and also we did a, a lovely reading part in part two, <laughs> or a couple of readings actually. Part two, we're going to talk about a history of the tarot cards and maybe a little more about the mechanics of doing a tarot reading and even a little bit more about what actually is happening during a typical reading of, of tarot cards with a, between a reader and a tarot and a querent. That is part two until then. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. Everybody. Thanks for listening. And, uh, maybe shoot us a line and tell me if I should go visit my mom. When yeah. I want to visit my mom. Regardless, <laughs> sounds like I sounds like D. Whoever that is is not invited. That seems not right. I don't think D is invited. Sounds like oh, D is absolutely invited. Well, it doesn't sound like D. Maybe doesn't feel welcome. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. That's funny. Uh, okay, thanks okay, for listening. Bye. bye.